Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for April 14th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports, brought to you by Sharps. Make sure you use the Sharps betting tracking app while you're tracking bets. Use promo code ETOF499. That way they know that old Uncle Rico sent you. We have a phenomenal show lined up for you today. I'm going to be talking a little NBA. Jim is going to come on. Jim and I are going to talk our USFL and XFL best bets. Nick is coming back. Nick and I are going to do a mock fantasy draft for the first three rounds over the next couple of weeks. We do round one today. And Brando is coming on. Brandon and I are going to talk some NASCAR. We hit Todd Gillian top 10 last week, plus 325, and a nice plus 650 for me, plus 700 for Brandon on Christopher Bell winning the NASCAR dirt race at Bristol. So yeah, we have a great show, action packed, really looking forward to it. Again, I'd like to thank everyone that reached out to me, wished my old man well. He's doing a lot better. Thank you for all the thoughts, all the prayers, all the messages. I appreciate every single one of you. Also, the ETOF 21 Sports Show is back. I know I'm doing a lot of promo reads right now, and I apologize. This Tuesday, Josh from the Sharps app, the CEO and founder, is going to come on. Him and I are going to talk some NBA. Now, of course, we got to jump right into this show, and we need to talk some NBA and some NBA playoffs. Obviously, the first thing we need to talk about is, what do you guys think of the Mavericks? The Mavericks were fined $750,000 for a desire not to win a game. Let's be honest. What have the Pistons been doing? What have the Hawks been doing? Not the Hawks. The Hornets, what have the Rockets been doing? And then you do that to follow to, to the Mavericks. That makes absolutely zero fucking sense to me. Excuse my language. But I get why they did it. Don't get me wrong. I get why they did it. The Mavericks did what they did. But for the NBA to do that and do nothing to the Pistons, nothing to the Hawks, nothing to the Hornets, excuse me, nothing to the Rockets, what sense does that make? And then if you're the Mavericks, what do you do now? Like, honestly, like, let's face it, a top 10 player, if it's not one of the top three picks, is it really going to make a matter going into next year? Probably not. Is Luka going to move? And if Luka wants to be moved, where is he going to want to go? And who's going to have the assets to trade for him? And what are you going to do with Kyrie? I hated that trade. I absolutely hated that trade for the Mavericks. And they went from, what were they, fourth? To out of the play-in just for Kyrie Irving. And I've said before, look, don't get me wrong. Kyrie was 10 when his mom passed away. And losing a parent when you're 10 has got to mess you up. Mess you up more than a way I can't even fathom. And he's a great talent, but I would never want him on my team. I, I never. And I think he gets a pass for that shot he hit. He's not leading a team to a championship. And now... What do you do with him? Do you bring him back? Does he even want to come back? Once he gets a contract, how much is he going to play? Money makes the world go round. Obviously, if I'm a GM, I said on the ETOF 21 Sports Show this past week, what I would do is I'd sign him to a one-year deal, and that's it. A one-year deal, and just for an insane amount of money, and make him prove it every single year. The stuff with the play-in that stood out, obviously, the first game, Hawks and Heat, Heat play later tonight, probably... Right now when you're listening to this, uh, second chance points, 
and rebounding versus the Hawks. They couldn't have, they had none. It was embarrassing what they did. Uh, Raptors, as soon as they got re-punched in the face, they did nothing. They had no punch back, really stood out, really disappointed what I saw from them. Wolves, obviously, they're a train wreck of an organization. They don't have the best to win defender. They were in a position to win, good for them, but they're just up against it with what they're bringing to the table. And then the Pelicans, Pelicans, I mean, what are you going to do with Zion? I think they need to build around B.I., C.J., as much as everyone loves C.J., C.J. really hasn't won that much in this league. That That's basically my NBA thoughts. I'll be having some more NBA thoughts each and every week, but we need to jump right into it, and we're going to kick off bringing the man, the myth, the legend at XFL Gym on. This is his Christmas weekend with XFL and USFL going on. So let's bring Jim onto the show and let's see what his best bets for spring league football are for this weekend. We have reached the part of the podcast. Where we're going to talk XFL, but we're also going to talk a little USFL with the man, the myth, the legend, my best friend and your best friend, XFL Jim. Jim, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing great. I could not be happier if I tried. We got XFL and USFL going on at the same time. Are you kidding me? Now I know how you are. You're a man of the people. You like to please people. You're gonna you you probably have bets in every single game because this there's is like, eight games. I got eight bets. Actually, there's totals too. I have sixteen bets. You, I mean, you probably have, and there's halftime. You probably have twenty four bets going on. I'm not gonna lie. You're not um, even counting the parlays. But we're not gonna talk about those. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about those. <laughs> Because there's so much action, all we're going to do between the XFL and the USFL is we're just going to give each of our three best bets for the weekend. As always, you're the guest. You're going to kick off. Jim, best bet of the week, number one. I know. Okay. I feel like my best bet has to be an XFL bet. And it's going to be. It's going to be the Guardians money line versus the Brahmas. I'm going to give the people some plus money. Plus 105, plus 110 some spots if you shop around. The Guardians came back down to earth a little bit last week. But the Brahma's offensive line is in shambles. They're barely holding on for the playoff hunt. And what do we like doing against desperate teams, Eric? We like to fade them. That's what we like to do. Fade desperate teams. The Guardians are now playing with weight off their shoulders. They're just trying to look good out there. They're just trying to get film out there. Give me the Guardian straight up. It's a small one because they're only plus one, one and a half on the spread. But I'm going to take the Guardian's money line as my best bet. My first best bet, I'm staying in the XFL, going to the Vegas Vipers plus six and a half. Just, you know, Rudd's really rough next. One. You know, they clinch the top seed. You know, that this is just a fade on them. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to fade the Roughnecks. I'll take the Vipers. Vipers have been looking better once they got their quarterback position a little bit, a little bit figured out. So I'm going to take the Vegas Vipers plus the six and a half. My next best bet. I'm already going to jump over to the USFL. I mean, the Generals plus five versus the Stallions is insane. These are both really good teams. I don't think any team should be this heavy of a favorite, especially week one. I get that it's here too. I get that the Stallions are the champions, the reigning champion. But five seems ludicrous to me. I'm taking the Generals plus five. I like that. I like that. 
a lot. I am going to stay in the XFL and I'm going to go to the Sea Dragons, Seattle Battlehawks under 22 and a half for the first half. This is just this is just what I do. You know, in elimination tight games, I play the under of the first half. Expect both teams to come out tight. Play it a little close to their chest. Don't want to get out of the game early. I will play the under 22 and a half for the first half. Jim, bet number three. It's funny that your third one is a first half bet. My third one is also a first half bet. And it's also an under. It's the under 20 and a half in the Arlington Renegades versus the DC Defenders. Um, guess what? Two great defenses going at each other. And the Renegades haven't scored offensive points in the first quarter all season. Yeah. Yeah. 20 and a half seems big. Give me, give me, give me the under 20 and a half first half renegades defenders. Um, I have rules, Jim. And one of my rules is this when two shitty teams play against each other (laughs) and I'm going to the first game on Sunday, I'm taking the Michigan Panthers, Houston gamblers under 38 and a half. If you just kind of look at Nolan and Johnson, when Johnson was the coach at Tulane, I mean, boom. Out offense historically outside the top 100 in college in college football. Nolan historically awful offense at when he was a coach of the 49ers. I will take the under 38 and a half for the Michigan Panthers and Houston Gamblers, my man. Boom, boom, boom. This is a nice little hit in and quit it, man. I like it. Sometimes you need a quickie in your life. Um, I will say this. That's just kind of real quickly. You know, I'm a future guy. I know you like laying a little bit of futures. We're going to go to the USFL because the USFL does start this week. And um, under your head, one future you have to bet who you're taking. I know which one you're taking. I don't want to take it from you because there's another one. I mean, it's the Breakers for sure, but if put another one, both of the five to one teams that I'm seeing, Breakers or Stars, you can't go wrong with either one. The Stars were already in the championship last year, and I think they're only going to get better this year. So I'll go with the Stars. You know, the one I like, I like the Breakers, dude. I think they made a huge upgrade at the quarterback position. I think they made a huge upgrade in the coaching position, too. I, I think Filippo is insanely under. Under um, underappreciated, he handpicked um, Bethel Thompson from the Toronto to come here. We, when that happened on our show Spring Fever, which is live every Wednesday at nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central, on YouTube, we talked about we didn't know why he made this transition, and it's coming out like he was sought out. We thought maybe he was going back to see his family, but no, he was sought out. They wanted him here. Yeah, they definitely want him. It, I still think it's a little bit about like being close to home. I know his wife wanted him in the States. But I mm-hmm. think he joins the USFL in particular because Filippo and the staff sought him out so hard. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on, talking some XFL and USFL. We gave out our best three bets for the weekend. Hopefully we can cash for the people, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you have coming up? 
Yeah, you can find me everywhere at XFL Gym. Um, I do live streams for all XFL and USFL games. I guess USFL now. So I will basically my Saturdays and Sundays are spent in front of a computer live streaming, watching along, having a blast. Once I get my own place and set up, there are going to be a lot of wacky, fun hijinks uh, going on with those as well. So tune into those. I do videos throughout the week. Just YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, XFL Gym. You'll find me. I must follow. I am should be around this weekend, so I'll I'll peek my head in and out a couple times, man. The link will always go out to you, Eric. Jim, thanks for coming on, and we'll talk to you, my friend. Hell yeah! Give my boy Jim a follow at XFL Jim. Absolutely comical guy, funny dude, knows his spring league stuff. Now we need to remind you that he's going to be streaming all the games this weekend, live betting and everything. I'm going to hop on for a little bit. So make sure to check that out at XFL gym on YouTube and Twitch. Now let's shift our attention over to NFL, but some fantasy football. Let's see the first round mock draft that Nick and myself are doing. So after a little sabbatical due to life, we are back at it with Nick talking some fantasy football. Nick, how you doing today, my man? Great. And, uh, since uh, since we last talked, Aaron Rodgers still has not been traded to the Jets. <laughs> and Lamar is, I mean, still in limbo too. Lamar still in limbo. So I mean, like we're the whole thing is for people that tune in for our our, rate, our ratings over the quarterback, we're waiting because we don't know where Lamar and Aaron Rodgers are going to be. I mean, obviously that's going to have a big effect on what we do. So you know, yeah. our hands are kind of tied until that, and uh, you know, we're just going to just continue with kind of the layout that we had planned and the layout that we had planned now is we're going to go with a first round mock draft. And I think what we're going to do is every single week, we'll just kind of build on this until we get three weeks deep, if you will. Okay. So that's kind of, that's kind of the plan, kind of the idea. Nick and I did a toss. I won the first round pick. And with the first round pick, and you can definitely see that Nick and I have different strategies when we draft. I'm going to draft Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, Minnesota Vikings. Ah, that's a good pick. I like that. I mean, as we've talked about before, you know, the, the game is really trending towards, you know, there's a couple of wide receivers out there that score a lot of high points. And there are plenty of running teams that are using running back by committee and uh, kind of taking away that, you know, three down back. So it's making it harder to choose a running back in these situations. Um, I do like the Jefferson pick, <clears throat> you know, number two, I kind of struggle between, you know, do I take a, a running, do I take the top running back? Do I take, do I take the second wide receiver? Um, I'm going to go here with um i'm gonna go with jonathan taylor as i've talked about before just because taylor he's gonna have a bounce back year he's got to get he wants to get that big money contract um you know and i'm only doing that because you took jefferson first (laughs) yeah and you know there's rumors they're gonna happily address the offensive line kelly you know Obviously, going through what he did, that's a big ordeal. And a guy, hopefully, he can figure it out. Offensive line gets a little bit better. New coaching system coming in. 
a little bit more run based. So yeah, Taylor's definitely due for a bounce back. Um, my next one, and look, I my thought process is this: top ten wide receiver, top ten fantasy producer, while missing multiple games. Joe Burrow's clear number one target. T. Higgins may be traded. Joe Mixon, God only knows what's going on with him. He may be traded, may get cut because that investigation, I don't even know if that's cleared up yet. So right. with all that being said, my third pick, I am going Jamar Chase, wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals. That's that's absolutely fair right there. Um, you know, looking at this from an overall perspective, you know, you're going all the way to number four. I think, you know, McCaffrey's still on the board. I know he's got injury concerns, but, you know, being the player that he is, um, you know, dropping back to number four in this case, I think you got to go with CMC here. And, you know, this is a premier lead running back in a Shanahan scheme. A premier running back in a Shanahan scheme. Right. You know, so... I, I get to it. Stay healthy, you know. That's... I get it. I get it. You know, offensive line, you know, will be better this year. I get it. I completely, I get it. I understand it, and that I co-sign it. Um, my next one. Now, this is one. This is for me. This is when it gets a little, a little murky. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, I think I'm gonna go a little off the grid here. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go a little off the grid here. I'm looking at – I'm going to talk you through my process here. There's four guys I'm looking at, okay? Just hear me out here, okay? The four guys I'm looking at are Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Debo. Those, No, sorry. Yeah, Debo. Those are the four guys I'm looking at. And I'm not – my worry about Adams is Garoppolo. I mean, that's kind of my worry about Adams in a nutshell. Kelsey, when is the decline going to happen? He's 31 now. When is the decline going to happen? Tyreek Hill, Tua. (laughs) I mean, that's that's basically Yeah, we we have Um, no clue. (laughs) And then Debo, you know, Christian McCaffrey, how much is he going to cut into his rushing and everything? Plus, we we don't really know what's going on in the quarterback position there. You know, like Purdy had that injury. Is Trey Lance really that guy? I I don't buy that. Out of these four, I think the person with the lowest floor, the highest floor, excuse me, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver, Miami Dolphin. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw somebody in there that you really like. Okay. That you didn't just mention in there, but when he's healthy is a target hog. And that is Mr. Cooper Cup. Great pick. At number six. Great pick. And I mean, I think the thing with him is he's going to get overlooked a lot just because of the injury he did have. Yes. He was putting up monster numbers before the injury. Obviously, the Rams aren't going to be as good as they were two years ago. Right. Um, but they'll be better than they were last year. And everyone in the vision is significantly better. I absolutely love this pick sneaky pick. Sne- I see. I was, 
doing that little mind trick where I didn't mention them and I was going to take them with my seventh one. I absolutely, uh, I, absolutely, I have to, I have to keep you on your toes. So <laughs> I absolutely love this one. Um, so with my seven, Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm taking Devontae Adams. I'm okay. taking Devontae. Just because I don't want to take Kelsey this early. I'm a little concerned with Debo. And then, you know, you kind of look at the the top tier running backs that are still on the board. Barkley, like he hasn't even signed his franchise tag yet. He may sit out. Um, Joe Mixon. Eckler. You know, I mean, like. Steph, you know, and then I don't know if I want to go down the Stefan Diggs train. So I'm going to take Devontae Adams just because this is a half point PPR and he's a clear cut number one. Yeah, this is I mean, this is the thing you have to think about is right now at this point in time, we don't know what's going to happen with Eckler, you know, and that's where, you know, if we knew exactly what was going on and it was after the draft and, and things like that, you know, we could. I mean, you know, Eckler, depending on where he is, he would go higher. But we don't know right now because, I mean, there's talks that Bijan Robinson could get drafted by the Chargers. And then, you know, if Eckler stays there, what's going to happen? You know, they're going to split yeah. time. Right. So, um, yeah, it's this this little area in the first round is murky right now. But, um, you know, I'm going to go with somebody – that is solid and I know what they are and that's Nick Chubb. Yeah. And because, also, oh, go yeah. Ahead, no, I was just going to say, because, you know, he's going to be the guy there. And the two things is before, obviously what happened off the field, that Sean Watson was one of the best PPR um, what was it PPR? Oh my god, read option quarterback. Sorry, yes, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> um, in uh, in the league, uh, having that there will help Chubb. Obviously, rumor is Kareem Hunt's gone, so that's obviously gonna help. Yes. Chubb. So, I, I absolutely that's love exactly. that. Exactly, I absolutely right, love that Nick Chubb pick. Um, this is murky, man. This is murky. So I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to assume he signs this franchise tag. Everything gets worked out. With number nine, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. All right. Okay. I like that. He was going to be, he was going to be my next guy. So, oh man, now you're making this tough. You know, cause again, we've talked about this. I think a lot of people are going to be high on Josh Jacobs. I am not high on Josh Jacobs this next year. He hit hit his ceiling. He busted through it. (laughs) And now he's going to come crashing down again this year. So I am not going with Josh Jacobs. Uh, And the thing with Josh Jacobs real quick, I think he's still a free agent. I don't think anyone signed him yet. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Forgot about that. That is correct. So, you know, we're at the we're at the ten spot now. I still don't want to go with Kelsey. I still think I, I can't I can't pull the trigger on him in the first round. Um, 
you know, there's some there's some decent running backs here that you know have some question marks. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Derrick Henry this year, and I'm gonna say that he is still gonna be that that workhorse guy. You know, that dude. We'll see what I mean. We'll see if he ends up going somewhere else, um, but you know he's got to go someplace where he's going to be the guy. Yeah, like you, know? you said, this is the murky part of the draft. Yeah, and this I is not clear feel, cut by any means. <laughs> I just kind of feel like in this area right here, you know what? With the eleventh pick, I'm going to take Debo. Debo Samuel, Samuels, wide receiver, San Francisco 49er. So here's the thing, like, just kind of looking who's on the board, half-point PPR, got to play the potential of Debo right there. Plus, you figure he is going to get some running back work. So yeah. he plays the full season. So I'll, I'll take Debo. Yeah. So, um, again, I'm, you know, I'm excluding – uh, for right now, you know, obviously we're going to revisit this, but I am excluding Eckler uh, for now. Bijan Robinson, we don't know where he's going to get drafted. We don't. I'm not a huge fan of of drafting rookie running backs, especially in the first round. I'm never a fan of that because you just don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, on the board still, you've got Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Stefan Diggs, Joe um, Mixon. Joe Mixon, CD, CD Lamb, who I love, uh, but I'm still not I'm not willing to pull that trigger in the first round yet. So, uh, what'd you say? Yeah, St. Brown. Uh, St. Brown, I do love that guy too, but I don't know. I'd I'd rather get him in the second round. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up Tony Pollard, and that's only because. Zeke's gone. He's going to get the work, the workforce. He, you know, who's behind him? Ronald, Ronald Jones right now. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to cut into his workload. Obviously, if they do draft Bijan, this is going to change immensely. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. The two big unknowns are Eckler and Bijan Robinson, because that will change the landscape uh, or if Derrick Henry, I mean, even if Derrick Henry gets traded, I still, I'm not worried about his, you know, he's going to get his carries wherever he goes. He's not going to be a backup. So I'm just, we're just focusing on guys that we know are safe and know where they're going, know what they're doing. And so, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Pollard. Okay. So there you have it. The first round goes Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, Debo Samuels, and Tony Pollard. So we're going to do the first three rounds. Next week, we're going to continue off where we're leaving off right now, and we're going to do the second round of our mock draft. And, you know, Nick will pick, you know, because we're doing a snake format. He'll have pick, uh, pick 13. So uh, make sure you turn tune back in next week for that, Nick, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my friend? Yep, you can find me at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. 
Thanks for stopping by. I'm looking forward to this. Dude, draft is kind of, it's kind of, and the thing is, is like, this is unexpected. Like, I don't know who you're drafting. You don't know who I'm drafting. You know, this is exactly like it is when you're in the, uh, your drafts come the fall. You always got to be prepared. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. So look right. forward to doing the second round with you. Uh, you know, enjoy this nice weather before it snows out here in the shy. And uh, we'll talk <laughs> next week, my friend. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Please give my boy Nick a follow. Great dude at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. This is live. Him and I have no idea what the other person is going to bet. Oh, excuse me, not bet, pick. So it is off our rankings always good to get ahead of the curve practice these mock drafts know what people are going to think know how people are going to draft that was round one we'll be back next week with round number two so come back for that also if you're a thrive if you're a fantasy player go to thrive fantasy use promo code gino link is in this description and you get a match bonus on your first deposit up to 250 now without further ado let's bring the man the myth the legend boston boy 83 aka brandon to the show to talk some nascar we've reached the part of the podcast where we're talking some nascar fresh off a plus 650 plus 700 winner in bell last week and todd gilliam plus 325 winner top 10 brandon how you doing today my man i'm doing good because if you notice i am wearing i am wearing the number nine himself is back at Martinsville this weekend. He's back. What should we expect from him in this first race back? A bunch of shit. Um, no, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Um, it's going to be interesting. The first week back, I'm shocked they brought him back at Martinsville because it was his left shin that he broke. So there's a lot of breaking involved at Martinsville. Next week's Talladega. So I thought they'd bring him back in a track that you're barely going to use the break. So yeah. clearly he's healthy. You know they've had to put him through, whether it be the simulator or brake pressures, just stuff for him to feel confident and comfortable. 90% chance he's going to get the waiver from NASCAR. But what you're going to see from this guy is he's got to win one or two, two probably minimum races to be able to get into the playoffs. You're going to see a lot of aggression. The man loves Martinsville. Um I think it's just like anything like a quarterback being out for four or five weeks. Like it's going to be a little rust to knock off. So I'm not expecting anything drastic from him in week one, mm-hmm. unless NASCAR has a script like the NFL does, where he pulls off a win on his week back. But um glad to have the man back. And I think it's going to be fun watching somebody with that talent and that type of equipment have to actually dogfight his way into a playoff. So I'm not betting on him this week. He's seven uh, seven dollars and fifty cents to one, but I'm not touching him this week. I'm excited to see him back, but uh, I want to go. It's going to put money in our pockets, and I think we uh, we got some good picks. Now, should we fade him in head to head matchups? I mean, I can't find any. Yeah. Yes. I. I as much as I want to say. He's going to come back, grab a win. What a story. Broken leg. Martinsville, the track that he loves. Like, as much as I want that and feel like that can happen, I'm not putting my money on it. Now, let's jump into the picks. I have two winners and one top ten. How many do you have, my friend? I have three winners. All right. I will let you kick us off, my friend. All right. Hold that thought. Pulling it back up. 
I do have, I will start. It's not the, yeah, we'll go ahead and start with Ross Chastain, 16 to one, the hail melon last year, riding the wall to get into the playoffs. Um, even though he's not allowed to do that, nobody is anymore. Um, I think it's a big momentum track for him. He's coming back mm-hmm. to a track that got him into the playoffs. He hail married it, got it. It's not one of his best tracks, but to see him at 16 to one, for a track that got him into the playoff last year or onto the next round in the playoffs. <laughs> I like Chastine, who's been one of the most consistent guys all year this year at 16 to one. I like it. I like it. I like it. My first one, and you're going to like this going to Noah, Noah Grayson. Ooh, top 10. I found it plus eight fifty. Um, I did Gillian last week because of his history on a dirt track. Yes. Now, if we just look at what Grayson has done here in the trucks races here, fourth, first, fifth, seventh in the Xfinity races here, third, second, first, a 20th. He had some issues and he ran in the NASCAR car when Bowman was here last hurt last year. He ran for Bowman. Um, I think with his driving style, I'm seeing plus eight fifty at a top 10. I think this is doable yes. track history. So I'm going to throw half a unit on him at plus 850. I will double up on that with you. I like that. I didn't realize it was that high of a number, but 850 for a top 10 for Noah. I like it. Um, the man I don't like, but we're talking about trying to win money. Kyle Busch himself being able to sit at 14 to 1. The man can win at any track, any race, any weekend, anywhere, whatever car it is. He's running... I think they're going to go green probably in the next 30 minutes in the trucks. He's run the trucks tonight. Kyle Busch, 14 to one. It's not often that you grab him in double numbers like that. And um, not necessarily track history or anything like that, but you probably got better numbers because you are the numbers guy. But uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Bush at 14 to one. <laughs> also last six races here, his average finished 12.7, uh, one top five, four top tens. Last April, ran seventh in the Martinsville race. Before that, in the October of 2021 race, finished second. And then I found this out. The last three races where he finished 15th or worse, he's finished with a top seven finish. He was 32 last week at Bristol, and he's been good to start the season. So I took Kyle Busch also at 14 to 1. I like it. What else you got? Uh, My last one is Ryan Blaney, 12 to 1. Since 2020, second best average finish here, four top tens, average finish five and a half. Um, Last 10 races, eight top 10 finishes. I feel the price is a little bit higher because he hasn't won a race in some time. I think we're getting an inflated number on Ryan Blaney. So I'm all with Ryan Blaney, 12 to 1. Perfect. I'm going to go for a little bit of a long shot here. Tyler Reddick. Also been consistent. Martinsville, no big numbers for him. But you got Tyler Reddick sitting in that monster, that monster energy car at 33 to 1. If you're gonna grab him, grab him before qualifying tomorrow. But 33 to 1 for Tyler Reddick, who isn't afraid to put a bumper to somebody. 33 to 1 odds. You know how I am every year. I like to grab that long shot, and we've been successful multiple times, but seeing Tyler Reddick. Who's already grabbed a win at thirty-three to one is huge. So Tyler Reddick all day in that Monster Energy. Um, now 
Do you have any? I only have those three. Do you? That's have any- it. The only other one that I, I I would slide on. You talk about track history and a guy that's not afraid to move people. I'm noticing Ty Gibbs at fifty to one. So if I had to slide a fourth in there, it would be Ty Gibbs at fifty to one, who also moved his own teammate last year in the Xfinity series to win the same race in the Xfinity series, which prevented his teammate from going further in the playoffs. Ty Gibbs is a guy that if he gets to the front in the top four with a few laps to go, if you're willing to turn your own teammate who needs the win to move on to the next round of the playoffs, it's Ty Gibbs at 50 to one. So you're doing it. I like it. I like it. Brando. I like to be Coming on, dude. It looks like you're in the middle of the woods at a campfire. My dad's birthday, man. He's inside, but my dad's birthday. So happy birthday to my dad, Dave, 69 years old, huge Larson fan. Happy birthday to my dad. Um, now the last question before I let you go. Are you playing exact number of games in the Celtics Hawks four at plus five. two twenty-five? Five, five games. You think five? Right. Yeah, five. They'll grab one in Atlanta somehow but f- five games. Bye, my man. All right, my man. Best of luck. Hopefully uh, our boys can meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. We can go to a game together, buddy. I'll let Promise. you Promise. Promise me that. I will do what I can I'll do. I'll travel to Milwaukee just for that. Sounds good, my friend. I'll, I'll try to make couch it. that's behind you. I'll, I'll try to make it happen, dude. I will All try right. my hardest to make it happen. Brandon, best of luck with you, and uh, we'll talk next week, my friend. Cash some tickets, guys. Martinsville, baby. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Thanks for the guest at BostonBoy83, a.k.a. Brandon. Make sure to give him a follow. Nick at NAA Fantasy. And my boy, Jim at XFL Jim. Make sure to give those boys a follow. We'll be back next week. Also, make sure to check me out on the best gambling show in the planet, the ETOF21 Sports Show, live this Tuesday. Also, me and my boy, Gene, are going to be hosting a NBA show for betting every single day. There's an NBA game in the playoffs. Make sure to check that out. It'll be on my YouTube and Twitch channel. Thank you, you everyone, for watching. And let's uh, cash some tickets and make some money, boys and girls. Until next week.